Welcome to the Spiritual Recharge Podcast, brought to you by SpiritualRecharge.com. This is your place to experience peace and higher consciousness while recharging the battery of your soul. So get comfortable, take a few relaxing breaths, and settle in to this sacred time for yourself. This is Ariel Hecht, and I'm here with our host, Michael McIntosh. Our warmest welcome to you. Thank you for your beautiful presence. And now we'll hear from Michael. Would you love to be free from getting triggered and stressed and having negative feelings about the various things happening in life? Would you love to not be judging others, stressing about the world and getting caught up in everything and actually be able to experience profound peace and freedom and good feelings? What would happen if we accepted life as it is? What would happen if we stopped fighting and resisting things that were going on? What if we stop living in a fantasy world in our own mind? And what if we accepted people as they are rather than as we want them to be? What would happen? Today we're diving into how to stop arguing with reality. How to stop arguing with reality. This is one of the most important things on a spiritual path. It's actually one of the keynotes, the keystones of spirituality is to understand reality, to separate reality from fantasy, and to recognize the projections that we have on life. This is an extremely deep thing we're going to be diving into today. And we're also going to do some exercises that you can use, practical exercises. You might want to get a pen and paper to help you overcome negative emotions about what people are doing, about the state of the world, about anything. Anytime that you're having resistance and stress and worry, fear, worrying, stressing, complaining, blaming, making excuses, getting caught up, all of that, all of that negative feeling, that whole thing that takes up so much time, you're going to learn some methods to get rid of that. So instead of wasting energy on it, you can feel profoundly at peace and then you can actually do something very meaningful and powerful about whatever situations you're doing you're dealing with and make them better so this is extremely deep and this is something that applies to our daily life every single day there's going to be things that come up people are going to say things to us that we may or may not like appreciate we might say i don't like it i don't appreciate it something wrong with it Things will happen, you might go online and you check your email and someone says something or something didn't happen or something should have happened, it didn't happen and you wanted it to happen and someone said something that you didn't expect them to and someone did something, they didn't do something, they forgot something. All this stuff happens all the time. 
you might think, oh, wouldn't it be nice to go outside and it's too rainy, it's too cold, it's too hot, it's too dry. Right, so life is going to be the way it is. There's going to be different changes in prices. There's going to be different governments. There's going to be all sorts of things. Who knows what's going to happen next. So we're going to be really deeply exploring the difference between reality, which means what is, and our opinion about things that exist in our head. So if you can imagine you've got these two things, right? One is reality, and what we're going to define reality is things that are as they are. So for example, the reality is you are listening to this right now, otherwise you wouldn't hear this. The reality is you are in a particular place on the planet right now. The reality is there's a certain temperature where you are around you. The reality is you have a certain amount of money, you have a certain amount of relationship tension or lack of tension, you have a certain amount of things that you have to do, you have a certain number of clothes, you have a certain type of food in your fridge, right? You have certain habits, like there's all these things. We could write this long list of factual statements that are really happening. You have a certain number of thoughts every day that could change every day. Yeah, people say things to you, some things work out the way you want, some things don't. So all of us, we have this this factual list of things. I did this, I didn't do this, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that. That's reality. And some things in reality, if we're radically honest, we don't even understand. What is the nature of reality? No one really knows. That's the truth of it. Quantum physics has opened up the door to some very scary ideas that the nature of reality on the quantum level is very, very weird and doesn't really make sense. And when you see things, it collapses the potential, right? You, if you watch documentaries about quantum physics, you start to get some scary ideas about what is going on in the fabric of the universe. It's not what it seems to be. So we don't really know what it is. Scientists still themselves are having a hard time with this, and they'll come up with a new theory in a few years or in 10 years. They keep coming up with new things, so no one really knows. What we do know is that here we are having an experience and in this experience of life things happen that's what we do know things happen and we think things and we feel things that's something we're very aware of so here we are on this planet things are happening some things we say we like some things we say we don't like but they are the way they are so on the one hand, we've got reality, whatever it is, our experience of reality. You could call it life as it is. And then on the other side is our projection and our opinion about what we think it should be. So for example, I went to see my mother recently who lives here on in Kauai and I considered her house a bit too cluttered for my liking 
like a lot of people, I mean, most people are cluttered. That's a factual statement. I myself, actually, if I'm honest, I'm too cluttered as well. So I went to her house and I thought she's got too much stuff and I'm sure it's causing her sorrow. It's causing me sorrow because it's I'm finding it unpleasant with clutter around. So I was trying to help her do a clearing. And if any of you have ever tried to help other people clear out their stuff, <laughs> you've probably realized it's not a very good idea and doesn't work. So I said, look, why do you need all these cups and forks and knives and all this stuff that you don't use? And what is it? Let's get you some better stuff. And I had my opinion about it, right? With good, you know, good intentions. I had a what I felt was good intentions because she's getting older and you know if you have less stuff you have less stuff to clean less stuff to worry about less stuff to deal with but that was my opinion i my opinion was she should do a clearing so i was trying to help her do this and she was having resistance so oh, i don't want to get rid of this fork i don't want to get rid of these knives i like these cups and and i was getting slightly annoyed with her because if you want to do a proper clearing you've got to get rid of loads of stuff and be quite ruthless about it if you've ever done a space clearing you know what i'm talking about if you really want to do a clearing you need to get rid of at least you know 20 30 40 50 percent to really do it properly so that you feel there's a major change happened and you get the benefit from it i've experienced this myself many many times we could do a whole podcast on that so anyway i was trying to help her and she was not cooperating and I was getting annoyed and I remember leaving later on in that day when I left and drove back I remember feeling a bit defeated and a bit frustrated if I'm honest because I didn't feel like there was much progress made when I got, came home what I realized is that what was really happening here is that I was projecting my version of what I think reality should be onto her and her house for my own selfish reasons. Yeah, I mean, just tune into this. Have you ever wanted somebody be, to be different than the way they are? Wouldn't it be nice if so-and-so wasn't an alcoholic? Wouldn't it be wonderful if so-and-so you know, ate better, you know, this person should really take care of themselves more than they do. This person's always late, they should be on time. How come so-and-so never calls me back? Etc. etc. So I was projecting onto her what I felt was the proper way of things from my belief. She should be more organized, she should be more tidy and, and she should have less stuff so on one side is reality the reality is that she has a certain house it's not i mean it's not that bad i'm, I'm not trying to say it's not judgment it's just compared to where i am here which is extremely minimal it's a bit more cluttered right so the reality is there's certain amounts of physical items in somebody's house that's the truth of it that's the reality of it that is what it is and then on the other side is my opinion about what it should be which is different from reality 
So I could look out the window here and there's these lovely trees. I can say this tree should be smaller, it should be bigger. Just, you might have heard earlier, there's some people with lawnmowers, right? I'm on like the edge of this, um, the edge of a golf course, right? With these big grass. And there's this lawnmower. And I was thinking on the back of my mind, they shouldn't be here right now because I'm trying to record this and it'll pick up on the recording, right? But it is what it is. Like they came and they left. And I'm sure you probably don't care. And it doesn't make that much difference really and truly. So we're wandering around, we've got life on one side, and we've got our projection about good and bad, right and wrong, should be, shouldn't be, on the other side. So this is, this is what we're dealing with day in, day out. Reality on one side, and our personal opinions, our moralistic judgments on the other side. And when the way things are comes into conflict with our opinion about how they should be, what happens? Yeah, if you expect to have respect from someone, so-and-so should give me respect, so-and-so should be nice to me, so-and-so should get back to me, so-and-so shouldn't be so loud and obnoxious, so-and-so should listen more, the weather should be warmer, the weather should be colder, the prices shouldn't be so high, the housing shouldn't be so expensive, right? All these things. What happens when we think those thoughts? We, we get irritated, we get defeated, we get upset, we might get depressed, we might get anxious, we might get worried. It's not a good thing. It's always bad feelings, what you could label as bad or negative or unpleasant, negative emotions in one way or another. So whenever reality as it is, is not aligned with our expectations and our, you know, what we wish it to be, our beliefs, our philosophies, our opinions, our desires, when it's not aligned with that, we cause ourselves to feel negative emotions. We actually manufacture negative chemicals in our own body because the human body is a, basically a chemical machine it's like a lab you know it's like an organic lab there's all these chemicals it's a chemical thing if you study biology and you study brain chemistry you study any sort of human systems you realize there's chemicals moving around right that's what the cells are chemical reactions and so if you feel happy you label it as happy there's that's certain chemicals that are actually making you say it's happy if you smile right now let's have a nice big smile <laughs> Big smile, hold your big smile. There you go. Right, if you smile, big smile right now, it will release certain happy chemicals. I'm not sure what they're called, but it changes your biology, yeah, your biochemistry. If you slouch over and frown, slouch over, frown, 
have an angry face, it will make you feel frustrated and, and defeated and more depressed. If you sit up straight with a big smile, then it changes your chemistry, right? So we, we are literally changing our chemistry by these thoughts and by how we hold ourselves. And when life doesn't line up with what we expect it to be, we create negative thoughts, we change our physical demeanor, and we create a unpleasant chemistry in our body, which we then label as, I feel bad, I feel depressed, I feel anxious, I feel stressed out, I feel angry, I feel frustrated, I feel like hitting somebody, right? This is how we describe it. Well, what we've done is we've created chemistry through our perceptions, through our change in consciousness, through our thinking, and then the body ends up being the final thing. And all of this comes from us not allowing reality to be as it is. And this is a futile, a completely futile mission because reality is. So you can have whatever opinion you want and I can have whatever opinion I like about anything I want but the thing is, it is what it is anyway. So let's get really clear, what is reality? Reality is what is. Fascinating thing about reality, what we mentioned earlier briefly, is that we're not quite sure what the nature or the fabric of reality is because no one really knows. But what we do know is that we're having an experience. And what is that experience? Our five senses are picking up signals from the outside world. So there's certain temperature which your body, your physical skin kind of picks up, right? The temperature, then there's sounds through your ears, the smells through your nose, tastes in your mouth and your eyes. Right, we've got these different senses. So what happens is there's energy, you can imagine it like waves, and it flows towards us and we then pick it up and then, then it gets interpreted, it goes through the senses and then it gets interpreted in our mind, in our brain, and then into the soul. So it's a soul-body connection. The five senses have the signals coming in and then you, the soul, interpret reality as being one way or the other. So for example, have you ever gone to a store or been out and about and you've seen your friend and been like, oh my God, it's so-and-so, and then turned out that it wasn't your friend, it was someone who looked like them? Have you ever seen someone who turned out not to be the person you thought it was? Have you ever seen something that wasn't actually what you thought it was? Yeah, this happens all the time. Have you ever not been able to find your keys? You're like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? Where are my keys? Where are my keys? Running around the house, running around the house. And they're sitting right there, right there where they should be. And you're like, oh, that's called negative hallucination. 
So seeing people thinking that they're one way and they're not is a positive hallucination. In other words, we're projecting outwards from inside ourselves onto the onto life. So signals are coming in and we our projection, our beliefs, our ideas are mixing up with reality, causing us to th see things that aren't there. And then the other side is ignoring things that are there. That's negative. That happens all the time. Both of these things happen all the time. Projection and elimination, negative hallucinations. It's absolutely fascinating. When you start really tuning into your life and what goes on on a daily basis, it's absolutely fascinating. You think someone's attractive, someone's not attractive. This person was scowling at me, this person was smiling at me. We don't really know what's going on exactly, but we're having these experiences. And have you ever come across somebody and you say, this person's such an idiot, this person's so negative, this person's such a, got such a big ego trip, this person's got such a bad attitude, right? Or you might say, this person's so lovely, they're so wonderful, so sweet, so kind, so nice, right? All of that is what's called projection, which means that we are projecting our opinion and our beliefs onto the outside world. And this is a psychological principle that if you go to a therapist, they they talk about this all the time. So let's say you think, you know, my mother's so terrible, my father's so awful, you know, they're so arrogant, they're so whatever, whatever. Projection is where we typically project the negative traits within ourselves onto others. This is basically what's going on in the political realm, right? So both, like in America, you've got the Republicans and the Democrats. If you listen to either candidates or either, you know, news outlets, you've got the Republican outlets like Fox News and you've got CNN and all the NSBC for the liberals, right, the leftists. So you've got these two sides and they're both projecting on each other that the other people are in one way or another demonic and insane and uncompassionate and etc 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 right so projecting our negative traits onto others or onto the world this is very very common and we could have a whole podcast just on this because it's a big topic so we got reality on one side, things are just signals in, in the universe coming through our senses. And then we've got our opinions and our beliefs and our projections and our ideas about things on the other side. And a lot of our opinions and, and ideas and philosophies don't make any sense and are irrational and are not aligned with reality at all. So this comes into conflict and then we get stressed out and disturbed and upset and worried and confused and that's no doubt why there's so much entertainment and drugs and distraction because dealing with reality as it is can be concerning unless we have a way of managing it 
and aligning with it in a healthy way. So instead of fighting with reality, we can accept that things are actually good. So I'm going to read you some quotes and then we're going to do some exercises to help you align with reality. So instead of living in a fantasy world full of stories and ideas and projections and stressing out, because this is, can literally take up our whole life. If you think about it, we have 24 hours in a day. Huge amounts of that time can be wasted in all these stories and projections and negativity. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and then we die. <laughs> and we haven't lived. We haven't lived life because we've been so stressed out about everything and projecting on it and denying it. And, but there's life happening the whole way through. We're just not, not there with it, right? So when you have spiritual intoxication, Spiritual intoxication means that you align with reality. You're, you know who you are. There is a spiritual being. <laughs> and you feel internally full. And you stop denying life and stressing out. But you come back to the fullness in yourself. When you have that, then there can't be any worry. The speciality of a carefree emperor, someone who's master of themselves, instead of being an embodiment of questions, such a person remains happy. In every action, in relation to herself or himself, in relation to others, in relation to nature, at no time do they have a question mark. In any situation, even in thought, why is it like this? Why is it happening? Does this happen too? For an awakened soul, in every thought while doing everything, while seeing, hearing, and thinking, they are aware whatever is happening is good for me and whatever happens will always be good now you might want to write this down whatever is happening is good for me and whatever happens will always be good so when you're aligned with truth with reality then you can sincerely say whatever is happening is good for me and whatever will happen is in the future will always be good whereas a soul who is not like this constantly asks why what how did it happen why is it like this and remains confused and worried whereas someone who is awakened realizes everything has secrets and benefit within it right so this is this is the main difference awakened souls which is what we are which is what we're becoming which is why we're here realize there's benefit in everything and comes into that feeling of lightness and freedom whereas unawakened souls spend their whole time arguing with reality and then imbibing negativity into themselves so to understand the difference between right and wrong that's one thing like it's good to know like this is a beneficial thing to do if i eat these things this will happen if i eat these things this will happen that's good to know what's the difference between beneficial and harmful however someone who is awakened having understood this would never imbibe 
that which is bad about any soul as being bad. So to understand something is a different matter. It is right as far as understanding goes, but you must not imbibe or give room in yourself, in your heart, in your intellect, in your attitude and your words, that which is bad about others. Or about the world. Yeah, does that make sense? So it is what it is. Are, but the thing is, are we taking the negativity from the outside world into ourselves and poisoning our heart and mind and making ourselves feel sick? So, if you're ready to give up your stories and give up this whole game because this this unfortunately this can take up our whole life and it can cause endless sorrow i met someone on the beach the other day i went for a walk and there was this lovely lady and she was um you know standing in the ocean she had a couple of dogs and they were playing on the beach and we said said hello to us with my friend and then she started getting into how how bad she felt because why was she feeling terrible because her husband died two and a half years earlier and she hadn't been able to let it go right and it was tormenting her you could see like i we wanted i wanted to help her i hope to have her around here to help her out but you know because if she could let let overgo overcome that this is two and a half years later and she's replaying that memory and that whole thing over and over and over and over again right and it's it's literally um, she's trapped in hell you know she said basically said that and so on the one hand the reality is husband died and on the other hand there's how she's responding to it and of course you know there's going to be something that comes up along the way but this could go on for another two and a half years three and a half years five and a half years and so what is the consequence of all the things that we're doing So if you're ready to stop doing this in some way, then let's go through a few questions to support you in liberating yourself from this so that going forward, if people don't respect you or if something happens or you get defamed or someone writes a newspaper article about you or something, 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 or someone does, does this, doesn't do that, and the weather's like, whatever it is, right? I guarantee you, there's going to be weird things coming to all of us in one way or another during our life. It's just a fact. So how are we going to respond to it? So get a pen and paper out, and we're going to go through some questions. These are broadly based on some of the things that um, Byron Katie talks about in her in the work. I actually um, got the idea for this this session today from this book, How to Stop Arguing with Reality by Chris... Evat, who appears to live on this island here, she wrote this in 2002, it's published here on in Hanlei in Kauai, and 
there's you know lots of ways of doing this, but the essence of it is is quite straightforward. So what I'd like you to do, I invite you to do, if you want, it's completely up to you, is to first of all write down some things that you think should be different. The word should sums it all up. So so and so should get back to me. You know, so-and-so shouldn't be so loud. So-and-so shouldn't be so lazy. So-and-so shouldn't be or should... So you can have should and shouldn't. So-and-so should be more organized. So-and-so should be more considerate. So-and-so should get back to my message. So-and-so shouldn't be like this, you know, or it doesn't have to be a person. It could be the, the price of food shouldn't be so high. The price of houses shouldn't be so high. The weather should be warmer, should be colder, shouldn't be so crazy. All these, you know, right-wing people shouldn't exist. All these left-wing people should should all be... Do you know what I mean? Whatever ideas that you have about should and shouldn't. So just take, just take a moment to write a few things down. You can write five things, as many as you like, about the things that are pissing you off, basically, that are annoying you, that are back of your mind, or... So-and-so should change, so-and-so should listen to me, so-and-so should give me more respect, blah, blah, blah. Just write it down on a piece of paper. And be, be petty, be judgmental, be, be honest, write it all down, honestly, because the, the more honest you are, the better it is. Excellent. And you can always come back to this and do this again and again and again. I encourage you to go through this whole process multiple times with different things because this really will liberate you from wasting a lot of your precious, precious mind power on things that really aren't working out very well. So the next question is, once you've written it down, is it true? Is it a fact? Is probably the best is it a fact now just look at that and say is this a factual statement about reality or is this an opinion so for example i i might say um the weather should be sunnier right that's my opinion should be sunnier is it a fact that it is it sunnier or is it not sunnier or so-and-so should get back to me. 
or so-and-so should give me more respect, or so-and-so should, you know, finish this thing on time, or whatever it is. Is it true? This is what Byron Katie talks about. Is it true? And she has another question. Is it absolutely true, or is it absolutely a fact? We might say, yeah, it should be, it should be, it should be. But here's the thing. We don't know. We don't really know what, what's the highest good for everyone in, in the world. And, and more to the point, truth is what is. So a fact is I'm sitting here on a chair and there's another chair there and there's a couch there and there's a window there. That's a fact. I can say it should be like this, the ceiling should be different, there should be blah, blah, blah. But that's just my opinion. So look at your statements. Is it a absolute truthful fact, what you're saying? What you'll realize is that you, it's just an opinion. It's just an opinion or a belief that you have, and that's all it is. It's not a real thing. That can be very liberating to realize the difference between reality and opinions and facts. Just that by itself can be a huge shift. Just notice the difference between these statements and the reality. So is it a fact? No, it's not. <laughs> Is it a present moment real thing? Chances are it isn't, it's a projection, it's an opinion. Next question is that when, when you have this story that so-and-so should be like this and I should be like this and so-and-so should, shouldn't and should do the, all these things, how does that make you feel? How does that story make you feel? So, for example, if I if I think my mother should be living in a more minimal house, is that a fact? No, because she isn't. How does it make me feel when I think she should be living in a more minimalist house? It makes me feel annoyed and upset. If I think that so-and-so should get back to my messages or should call me more often, right? They're not. But how does it make me feel? It makes me feel lonely or um, frustrated. Yeah. So write write down. How does it make you feel? Look at look at you can look at different ones and you can go through this list. What you'll find, no doubt, is that it consistently makes you feel bad. So holding that story, having that belief, holding on to it, fighting with reality. Demanding it is the is the way you want it to be is actually causing stress, negativity, and not only is it doing that, it's affecting your health, your physical health, because all these negative emotions are chemicals that you feel. The next question is how would I feel without this story? 
Who would I be without this story? <laughs> How would you feel if you let that whole thing go? I'm sure you'd feel fantastic. When I came home that one day after seeing my mother, I came home and I sat down on the couch and I literally sent her a text that said, as of today, I am officially giving up any attempt whatsoever to change you or your house. <laughs> and I sent her a text and I felt immediately a million times better about that situation because I was freed. No, no more attempt to change anything. That's her house. She can do what she wants. That's completely up. If she wants help, I'm happy to help, but it's up to her. So you can go through all these things on your list, right? And you can do this again and again and again. You might want to do it every day even, you know, or every week. Go through the whole list because we, we have these things pent up energy and all this stuff in our head so and so shouldn't have done this so and so should have done this they should have said this why didn't they do this we're causing ourselves lots and lots and lots of stress every day and causing ourselves health problems wasting our time getting very disturbed and and also not being a pleasant person because when we feel negative about all this stuff we're then a problem for other people aren't we then we become a negative person so step one is write down your story, your projection. Step two is say, is it true? Is it a fact? And then step three is how would you feel? How does it make you feel when you hold this story and you hold on to it? Ah, feels terrible, right? And then how do you feel if you let it go? How, where would you be without your story? How would you feel without your story? Who would you be without this? And then the next thing is to is to do a turnaround, right? This is this is very deep thing. This is where projection comes in. I might say my mother is messy and disorganized and has too much stuff, right? But how about I turn it around instead of she is messy, why don't I be honest about it and point the finger back to myself and say I am messy and disorganized and undisciplined, at least sometimes. Right, so do, do a turnaround. Whatever projection you have, so-and-so should be like this, or she is like this. I was talking to someone about this today and she was saying, my ex-partner is a narcissist. I can't say I'm a narcissist. And I said, well, chances are you are actually a narcissist. We're all narcissists. Narcissism means means that we're self-obsessed fundamentally me 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 who 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 out of us can genuinely honestly say we're not as obsessed with our life and ourselves i can't i, I think about myself and what i'm doing and what, what i care about all the time and i'm sure you do as well narcissism is an extreme version of that where there's no concern for others but let's be honest how many times have we done things where we're more focused on ourselves 
and our own needs than we are on the needs of others. So it happens all the time. It happens every day, multiple times. So write it down. Do the turnaround. Instead of so-and-so is messy, so-and-so is a narcissist, so-and-so is arrogant, so-and-so should be different, turn it around and say, I am that. And notice the difference. Right? This this requires us to be honest about the fact that we have work to do on ourselves. And and if we're honest, the reason that we don't want people to be the way they are is because we want them to change because we're triggered by the negativity in them that we've projected out from within ourselves. So if I see someone as messy, what's really happening is I have repressed messiness and clutter in my own heart and my own life, and I don't want to deal with it, so I'm projecting it on them and judging them for it. So the turnaround is how is to say I am messy and if you're not in any way messy or disorganized or you know whatever the thing is you've written down then think about how does this apply to your mind so you might you might be not demonstrating those traits for, so for example you might say so and so is an alcoholic and you're not an alcoholic right so how can you say I am an alcoholic when you don't drink at all right but then you could say well what are you addicted to are you addicted to work? Are you addicted to spirituality? Are you addicted to food? Are you addicted to your phone? Right? Or do you have mental addictions? Are you addicted to your are you addicted to thinking about others being bad? Or someone might say, Well, I'm not physically messy, you can come to my house, it's all nice and organized. But what about your mind? Is is your mind messy? Or do you have messy thoughts about thinking about other people? So just take a moment now to do this turnaround. Either I am demonstrating that behavior myself or I'm thinking in that way about other people. Just write it down and know it. See, this is this is very humbling and it's also very empowering. So if I'm saying so and so is selfish, so and so shouldn't be so selfish, and I'm then I'm writing down, well, actually I am selfish. I've I've seen this in myself. I, I, there's certain people I know, and I think, why is so and so so selfish? You know, they're so selfish. They only think about themselves. Never interested in anything else. And then I have this negative feeling, and then I realise actually I do the same thing anyway. <laughs> so who am I to tell them about it? There's a great quote from the Bible. It says, "He who is without sin shall throw the first stone." Such a powerful quote. Something like that. That when they're trying to stone someone to death, Jesus said, "He, whoever is without sin themselves may cast the first stone. In other words, let's be honest, is do I have any of this in myself? 
if you're having a hard time with this, by the way, and you're saying, well, no, 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 I haven't got, it, you're actually, you might want to look a little bit deeper because that's a, that's a big problem. A sign of spirituality is we humbly admit we see the faults of others as our own. This is the, the highest level spiritual beings. They have the attitude, the mistakes and faults of others are my own. They see it that way. But a sign of lack of spirituality is to say, I haven't got any problems personally, but everyone else is a bunch of idiots. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what's going on on the internet a lot of the time. I haven't got any problems, but all these other people, God bless them, because they're all so screwed up. If we think that way, we've got a lot of work to do on ourselves, you know. So write it down, turn it around. And then the final thing, which is very empowering, is the transformation. The transformation is, for in my case, if I say, my mother's messy, and then I say I am messy, then the transformation is how can I be more tidy? How can I be more organized? How can I become more disciplined and more minimal? So think, think about this. How can you turn this into a positive statement that asks a question? How can you, if you think someone is, is cruel and unloving and nasty, right? And then you write down, I'm, I sometimes at least am cruel and nasty, a little bit in some way, or my thinking can be cruel and nasty. Then the question is, how can I be more loving and kind? Or how can I be more compassionate and gentle? How can I be more respectful and listen more? And you can you can ask that question, you can come up with one one thing. It might be in my case after this, because I'm giving this example with my mother, I came home, sent her a message saying, you're off the, off the hook, I'm not going to try and change you or your house. And then I went around and I tidied up the house myself. I was like, okay, well, there's still papers lying around on the table. I've got washing to put away and fold it nice and neatly and tidy up my supplements and tidy up the fridge and take out the trash and you know I had a, a whole bunch of things I could do to tidy up the house more than it was and then I felt great afterwards actually so instead of projecting on somebody else saying they should change I came home and sorted out my own affairs which felt really good so ask yourself how can you demonstrate the trait that you want to see in others or in the world Ah, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, does that feel good? This this is real spirituality here. So we are we're going from being in a living in a fantasy world in our head that's not in alignment with truth and reality. 
and projecting on the world and projecting on others and being caught up in all this nonsense and wasting our time getting stressed out. So we're going from that to accepting reality, getting rid of our story, letting go of the story, letting go of the negative energy associated with it, realizing that we have the work to do on ourselves and then coming up with something we can do practically changing our life in some way and the interesting thing is that when you overcome these negative things within yourself and turn it around guess what happens you're no longer triggered by other people at all you don't get triggered by them in any way. You're completely fine with them. They can be as messy or crazy or unloving or whatever it is that you don't like, and you don't care. It doesn't bother you. It doesn't bother you emotionally. I remember when um, when I was younger, I drank a lot of alcohol. I used to drink loads of beer and, and um, go out drinking when I was a teenager. And then when I came on a spiritual path and I stopped drinking... I had judgment around people drinking. When I saw someone with a beer or going out to drink or in a pub or something, I was, oh, these people, they shouldn't be drinking. Alcohol's bad for you, you know, and people are becoming... And I had this whole negative story in my head. When I, when I gave up, when I realized that I don't need alcohol and I don't care, and I came to terms with how... It can be beneficial in certain situations and certain drugs can be beneficial in certain situations and I took a much more holistic approach to it. I really doesn't bother me in any way whatsoever. If I see someone come around here drinking loads of wine or whiskey or beers or whatever they do, I don't care at all. It doesn't have any emotional effect on me. I don't typically have people around my house drinking, actually, so that doesn't happen. But if I'm out and about and I see people sitting in bars or you know, sitting on the, whatever, it doesn't bother me. I re it really doesn't have any, any effect on me emotionally in any way. It used to, but it doesn't anymore because that trigger doesn't exist within me. So what happens is as you do this work on yourself, you can be in all sorts of situations that used to really bother you and keep you up at night and cause you all this stress and it has zero effect on you. You're completely free. completely free and what we realize is that we've been unrealistic and unreasonable and projecting on reality and not accepting it as it is you're like I've been away from RL RL's having like a healing um a healing, uh, not one say a crisis, it's more of a healing journey. And she's doing much, much, much better. So you'll be happy to know. No doubt she'll be back on these podcasts soon. She's, she needed some space from everything, from the work, from me, from the house, like whole lots of things have happened for her healing. She's had a health issue for four years, right? So I'm very happy for her. Initially, I was feeling slightly upset that she wasn't contacting me. And um, 
I, I, but honestly, I'm really quite happy about everything now because I've done the work on myself. You know, she can call me, not call me, text me or not text me. I don't mind. You know, I, I care about her well-being and I'm happy that she's feeling better, right? And if she wants to do this or wants to do that or doesn't want to do this or doesn't want to do that, it's up to her. And I feel really liberated from it emotionally, right? I feel very happy and I'm, it's, I'm, at, I'm at peace, so I love Ariel, send her blessings. We all love Ariel. And she can do what she likes. If she wants to come on these podcasts, she's welcome to. If she doesn't want to, then she doesn't have to. It's completely up to her. <laughs> so this is extremely liberating, this practice. And you can apply it to everything. And I recommend this week that you go through these questions over and over again with various different stories that you have in your head around your, if you have a business, around your team, around your projects, around your money, around your relationships, around your health, around your food. Even, even thinking I should change, I should be different is causing us stress. It's actually making it take longer and be harder than it needs to. So whether it's about the economy, about money, about people, about the weather, about politics, about anything, right? Our job is to come into alignment with reality and become liberated. All of the greatest spiritual teachers are aligned with reality. And a wonderful quote that I'll leave you with today from a spiritual teacher is what's good is good and what's bad is good because it's reality it has a benefit to it and you can also remember that whatever is happening is good for me and whatever happens will always be good This is a very high-level spiritual awareness. So, take this to heart. Wishing you a most blessed and magical week. And notice how liberated you feel as you go through this again and again and again. Clearing it all out and coming back to what is real. And coming back to your good feelings that you have inside of yourself. All those good feelings will bubble up nicely, bubble up like a golden pot of bubbling joy <laughs> when you do these practices. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your beautiful presence. I'm very, very grateful for you. Look forward to connecting with you very soon. And have a magical, magical week. Lots of love and aloha. It's been such a beautiful time together. Thank you for listening. Think of one person who needs this and share this with them. If you have any questions for us, please send them to shareyourquestion.com. Go to spiritualrecharge.com for more free meditations, talks, and courses. We thank you for your beautiful presence. Keep shining your divine light in our world. So much love and we'll connect soon.